بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته In this second reflection, I want to very briefly touch upon some aspects of the second juz which continues with Surah Al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Baqarah, in a nutshell, establishes that a believer should humble themselves before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance out of love and say, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا We have heard and obeyed. And so guidance in relation to the particulars of the religion are thus laid out from roughly the beginning of the second juz continuing right up until the end of the surah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala touches upon many rules, principles and injunctions concerning different aspects of our daily lives such as the direction of the qibla, food, fasting, hajj and umrah, fighting in the way of Allah, marriage and divorce. The lengthy passage on the qibla at the beginning of the juz establishes a number of key points. Firstly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirms the need for a qibla to have a uniform orientation. Secondly, the qibla has no inherent sanctity. The sanctity it has acquired is purely based on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command. Thirdly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests and trials us through his commands to see who the true believers are, just as he did by changing the direction of the qibla from Masjid al-Aqsa in Jerusalem to the Kaaba in Mecca. And fourthly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commands are a manifestation of his completion and perfection of his blessings and favours upon the nation and ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thus in verses 150 and 151, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that he set the direction of the qibla to perfect and complete his favours upon us, just as he did by sending the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to us. And in this verse, 151, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also sets out what the essence of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's mission was. To teach us his revelation and wisdom. And, وَيُزَكِّيكُمْ He came to do our tazkiyah and purification. He came to purify and remove the impurities and filths from our hearts, from our souls and limbs, and by extension our society. These impurities prevent us from properly fulfilling the obligations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks of us, his believers. Examples of the filth of the heart are associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, arrogance, pride, envy, ostentation. And examples of the filth of the limbs are lying, swearing, and unlawful usage of the eyes. In fact, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa came to purify our wealth through zakat, a word which shares the same root letters as the word tazkiyah, purifying and protecting ourselves from the impurities that each one of us suffers is a lifelong endeavor, which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to us, do not do tazkiyah of yourselves, do not purify your own selves, he knows who is the most God conscious. This lifelong endeavor requires us being on guard at all times, ensuring that our intentions are correct, our hearts are clean, and that our limbs are not used in any way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibits, and that we always strive to fulfill all the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeking closeness to Him and His eternal pleasure. And so developing taqwa and constantly doing dhikr are two key ways to achieve this. For this reason, we are often reminded of these two points in Surah Al-Baqarah and throughout the Qur'an. 
Taqwa is a shield that protects and guards us and keeps us away from anything that will earn the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. An ounce of prevention, as is often said, is worth an ounce of cure. Dhikr is the antonym of ghafla, to be heedless. A dhakir is always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and aware of his presence. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, keep your tongues moist with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is constantly present in our minds and in our lives, then that should be the means of becoming people of taqwa. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in verse 183 tells us that fasting has been prescribed upon us. For it is hoped that we will develop taqwa since fasting is not merely abstention from food. But when we fast, we are a lot more cautious. We strive to protect our eyes, we strive to protect our tongues and check our intentions throughout the day. It is a month to discipline, to train and spiritually nourish the soul, the mind, the heart and the body. And for this reason, when you read the second juz or a translation of it, reflect on how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encourages and persuades the believers to obey his commands by beginning with, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who have believed, or these are the boundaries of Allah, or this is an obligation upon the people of taqwa, and so forth. Verses 147, 172, 178, 194, and 231 are but a few examples of this. In verse 152, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that he set the direction of the qibla to perfect and complete his favours upon us, just as he did by sending the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to us. And so, Remember Allah and show gratitude. There are two points that I would like to mention here. Firstly, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the means to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his blessings and favours. Secondly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rabbul Alameen. He is not in need of us. He could simply have said, Remember me, show gratitude to me, and do not be ungrateful. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the master of all that exists, tells us, insignificant human beings, that remember me and I will remember you. Subhanallah, what a magnificent honor. These are all forms of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fall under iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'een. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us his closeness. May he keep our tongues moist with his remembrance. And may he make this a month a means of developing taqwa in our lives. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us death in a state of complete spiritual purity. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.